Welcome back to Amid Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Mesechta's Megillah, one Amid at a time. There's a host of merit that our hostages come home. This war should end with a resolution that's the best for Israel. Our soldiers come home, and we're picking up on Daf Tes Amid Beis. We are in the middle of discussing various places that the sages, 72 sages, changed the verses when they translated the Torah so not to convey the wrong impression on Ptolemy, the Greek uh, king. Let's jump right in. They wrote, I, Moses, have not taken one desirable object of theirs. Really, it was Hamar. It was talking about a donkey, but again, a donkey is considered a lowly animal. It's not something that it's, 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 it's a little, it seems to be belittling that Moshe Rabbeinu would want that or even desire that as they changed it as well. They translate, they translate this Pasuk of which Hashem, your God, has allotted to give light unto all other nations. Again, this Pasuk, it could be read as that. Well, read it in Hebrew. This one, unless you lift up your eyes towards heaven, you see the sun, the moon, the stars. Again, this is, this is uh, talking about a prohibition of Avodah Zarah, all the hosts of heaven, and be drawn away to worship them and to serve them, which Hashem your God has allotted unto all nations. So the implication here, if you read it very literally, it seems to be that God allotted unto all nations the ability and the or the permission to serve the sun and the moon, and God just saying, you Jewish people don't do that. So they re they retranslated so what, that they shouldn't get the false impression that idolatry is allowed, that, as, and he went and served other gods. I have not commanded to serve them. To write it very explicitly, God did not command it. At Sirius Herobelem, the short-legged creature, um, wait, did I skip one? They also wrote, sorry, they also wrote, again, same idea. Then it lay, it's they, they translated the, um, at the, we're talking about the rabbit as the short-legged creature, rather low cost for as Vesar Nevet, using the Hebrew word for rabbit. Why? What's so what's wrong with writing rabbit? They should Because the wife of Ptolemy's wife, um, her name was Rabbit. Her name was Arnevis. So Torah. They were afraid you would say, wait, the Jews were mocking me and they wrote, they inserted my wife's name in the Torah among all the non-kosher animals, therefore they just wrote the short-legged creature rather than rabbit. Okay, I can Next. As we know, Rabbi Shimon Gamila said, that books and uh, the the, uh, the Torah can only be written in Yivan, Hebrew or in Yevonis, but any other language is prohibited. Okay. Says Ravo, name of What is the reason of Shimon Gamila? Why does he single out Greek as a language that one can write the Torah in? Because the Pasuk says, he's talking about when, when um, this is talking about when. Noah blesses Yafes after that incident. Yafta Elokim Yafes, Yishkom Olishem. May God extend Yafes and he God extend Yafes and he shall dwell in the tents of shame. Tvaru shall Yafes Yuba Elishem. Meaning to say the, the language of Yafes should be in the tents of shame as in the tents of Torah. So therefore we see it's permitted. One minute. Yafes had any descendants. He had descendants Gogu Magog. Maybe Gomer Magog. Maybe it was their language. Why are you saying specifically Greek? May God beautify Yafes. The beauty of Yafes should be in the tent of shame, and Greek is considered the most beautiful of all languages, and therefore, that because Noah said part of the bracha to Yafes was, your language should end up in the, in the halls of Torah. Okay. Moving on, Ain Bain. Next one is talking about the Kohen Gadol. So we are familiar with the concept of the Kohen Gadol. He's the head Kohen. How is he chosen? Very interesting process. It could be it's an election. But either way, the Kohen Gadol is anointed with oil as well as he wears these special uh, additional four garments. 
beyond what the regular Kohen wears. What makes him a Kohen Gadol? So either he's anointed with oil, or if they don't have the oil, by the mere fact that he places upon himself these additional garments, that invests him with the Kedusha of a Kohen Gadol. A very fascinating sugya, way beyond what we need to talk about today, but one day we'll talk about it. Just ask me. Ella, the only difference, therefore, so, so what's happening here? There was, what if you have a Kohen Gadol who... For whatever reason, it could be in a certain point. I mean, it was in a certain point in history. They no longer had this oil, so when he put on these additional garments, he became a kohen gadol. But he didn't. He was not. He was not considered kohen gadol. Meshuach. Meshuach means to anoint, like Mashiach. He's anointed one of God. Rather, he was, he was called the kohen gadol of a merubah He was just put on the garments. So, what's the difference between a kohen gadol who gets appointed with the special oil versus just because they are the kohen gadol after they wear the garments? There's a special law that comes up in Sephatorios. That if a Kohen Gadol makes a mistake, um, makes a mistake, they, again, the laws are intricate, but let's just suffice to say, if they make a mistake, that they bring a special power Kohen Gadol, a special, a special carbon uh, uh, chata, a special law, uh, sacrifice of atonement. Fine. That's the only thing difference. Next. There's no difference between a Kohen Gadol who's serving as a Kohen Gadol and a retired Kohen Gadol. Now, what's a retired Kohen Gadol? We're going to see in our Gemara, it's actually not because of age necessarily, but it also can be, let's see if a Kohen Gadol, for those who learned Mishnah Yomi with us, they remember, remember this. He's all ready to serve, and then he becomes Tomei. It's Arav Yom Kippur. So now we don't have a Kohen Gadol. We, play, we, we appoint someone to be in his stead. He does the vote on Yom Kippur. Then after the first Kohen Gadol becomes pure again, the second Kohen Gadol is now retired. So the only difference between them is El Yom Kippur Masiris Eifo. Again, the bull offering the Kohen brings in Yom Kippur, that the uh, retired Kohen Gadol doesn't bring that. Nor does he bring the, the Minchas Chavitin. Every day the Kohen Gadol brought a very interesting and unique carbon called the Minchas Chavitin. Half he brought in the morning, half he brought in the afternoon. And this Kohen Gadol wouldn't bring the Minchas Chavitin. Huh? So what, where do they overlap? Now we're going to go again with two different types of Kohanim here. Just a quick uh, quick Chazara. With the Kohen Gadol Meshuach and the Kohen Gadol Merubim Begadim. The Kohen Gadol is anointed versus the Kohen Gadol who, becomes, who gets his power, gets his sanctity through putting on special clothes. And then the second half of the Mishnah talks about a Kohen Gadol who is the current Kohen Gadol versus the retired one. So where do the, the, in the first part of the Mishnah, where is the overlap between the Kohen Gadol Meshuach versus the Kohen Gadol Merubah in regards to the bull offered in Yom Kippur? They both bring that, and they both bring the Minchas Chavitin, whereas in the second half of the Mishnah we see otherwise. Okay. Masni said the Loker of Meir. So our Mishnah is clearly not following of Meir. The Iker of Meir, if our Mishnah is of Meir, Hatani, we learned in the following Brisa. Meruba begad, maybe paraba al kolamitzvos. The kohen gadol who uh, wears, who is only kohen gadol by dint of wearing the additional garments, brings the par helam davar of the uh, paraba al kolamitzvos. Brings his par. Divrei Meir, quarter Meir, it's explicitly against the mission of Cham Omrim. Ain maybe our sages say don't bring it. So clearly we see that our sages are the author of our Mishnah, whereas our Meir is not the author of Mishnah. My time to Meir. So where does our Meir understand that the kohen gadol still brings this? Did Tanya. It teaches us in the Brisa talking about this. It teaches us the Brisa teaches us that the verse referring to this particular carbon says Mashiach. It says the uh, Kohen Gadol who's anointed. And the other that teaches us that it has to be anointed. How do I know that if he's only wearing these additional garments, he's also included in bringing the special power uh, when he makes a mistake? The Torah says the anointed one. The comes to include. Whether um, also wearing the additional clothes, whether he's anointed or he's wearing the additional clothes, says the mayor, he brings a special par, and clearly he's not the author of Mishnah who says that only the anointed one brings the par. So how can we establish our Mishnah, the local mayor, is not follow our mayor? 
because we have a problem. You want to tell our Mishnah or Mayor, that might make sense for the beginning of the Mishnah, the ratio of the Mishnah. I'm a Seva, but the end of the Mishnah, we say, There's no difference between a Kohen Gadol who is serving as a Kohen Gadol and one who is retired. Except Par brought in Yom Kippur and the Mimichas Chavit, the special carbon of the Kohen Gadol. But regard to every other matter, it implies the Kohen Gadol um, and the uh, retired Kohen Gadol are identical. Eitan, a mayor. This is clearly Rav Meir, not Chachamim. So we have a problem. We're going to prove it in a second. The beginning of the Mishnah we prove is not Rav Meir. But the end of the Mishnah we're going to prove right now is Rav Meir. Why? The time. Because we have the following b'risa. If some sort of disqualification occurs and the Kohen Gadol is, uh, is bumped, so we place another, we make another Kohen in his stead. So once he is restored to his status, he's now Tahar again, he's pure again, he returns to his place, and the substitute then goes where? Shani, Kohen Kuhuna, God Allah. Whereas the second one, he's no longer the main Kohen Gadol, but we still say all the mitzvahs of the, of the Kohen Gadol, um, he's are incumbent upon him. Diver of Meir. These are the words of a Meir. Rav Yossi Omer, whereas, and, by the way, what, that, what does that imply? That implies even the Minchas Chavit and the special Mincha and the, Kohen, the, the uh, special carbon brought in Yom Kippur, which is against our Mishnah. So, okay, Diver of Meir, Rav Yossi Omer, Rishon Chozer Lavodasa, my apologies. I just looked at Rasha. I read that wrong. That this, this, this is a corner of mayor. Meaning to say that when he say kol mitzvos, all the mitzvos of the Kohen Gadol are on him. Again, just so this backtrack. I just let's scratch what I just said for the last minute. We have a brisa. My we have established our Mishnah is not Rav Meir in the beginning, but our Mishnah at the end is Rav Meir. And how do I know that? Because um, ain't the, so it's Ema Seif. Ain't been Kohen Mishamis the Kohen Shavar El Apari Yom Kippur Mi Alsiras Eifa. The only difference between a Kohen Gadol who is serving as a Kohen Gadol and one who retired is the fact that. They, um, the, the retired Kohen Gadol does not bring the special uh, carbon Yom Kippur and doesn't bring the Minchas Chavitin. But with regard to everything else, they are identical. And this is Rameir, meaning to say that every other mitzvah or every other halacha, they are identical, just that there are two specific things they don't do. And this is Rameir's opinion, because Rameir said, Rameir says, if you, there's a disqualification, a temporary disqualification occurs in the Kohen Gadol, and they point someone after him, and then when he returns to his dead, Rishon Chozalav Adas, the first one goes back to being the regular Kohen, Shani called Mitzvah Kuna Gadolav. All the regular Mitzvahs are upon him. Again, there are two obligations that are not upon him, i.e. the uh, bringing the uh, Paranyam Kippur and bringing the, the Minchas Chavitin, but everything else is incumbent upon him. What are those Mitzvahs? So Rashi says that he still wears the eight garments instead of four. And he has to still um, cut his hair. And he's not allowed to marry, he can only marry a virgin. And he's not allowed to marry a widow. And he, even if he's an Onain, he still brings Karbonos because no Aninos with the Kohen Gadol. That, okay, fine. So what we see from here is Rameir actually is the author of our Mishnah. Now we, now we have a problem. The beginning of our Mishnah is not Rameir. The beginning of the Mishnah, Rameir says that there's no difference between the Kohen and Rubu Gadol. And the Seifa is, is our Mishnah because the Seifa we say that there's no difference between them except for these two, uh, I want to call them random requirements they bring, but everything else, they are exactly the same. Okay. But before we get there, Rav Yossi says, and this is in, the, in our Greiser, Rav Yossi, Omer, Rishon Chozer Levodasa, the first one goes back to being a Kohen, Shana any Rav Lolo Kohen Gadol, Lolo Kohen Hedio, where the second Kohen Gadol is stuck, he's in limbo. He can't be a Kohen Gadol, but he, neither could he be a regular Kohen. Omer Rav Yossi, and Rav Yossi says, Maise Rav Yossi ben Ulam Mitzipari, the story happened with Rav Yossi ben Ulam from Mitzipari, they found out a disqualification with the Kohen Gadol, so they said to Rav Yossi ben, ben Ulam, can you be the Kohen Gadol in his stead? 
they came before the Chachamim, and when the other Kohen Gadol now returned back, so the sages say the first woman becomes a Kohen Gadol again, Shane any royal lola kohen god of lola kohen had yo and the and the chum said but the second one of yosi ben ulam he can't be either of them he's stuck in limbo why is he stuck in limbo kohen god mishum eva he can't stay as a kohen god because of eva if he starts walking around wearing the eight garments he's going to cause some sort of animosity between him and the regular kohen god and we don't want that so we and we can't demote him because kohen god mishum malum because of imurida we can't demote being a regular kohen to start wearing the four garments again because we say once something is elevated we don't lower it we don't lower it in sanctity. So now he's stuck, he's neither of them. But what we see from here, we see from this Bryce is that whereas Rav Meir thinks that they're totally identical, the uh, Chachamim think they're not identical. The Chachamim think, so now we're stuck. Reisher, but I'm going to say for Rav Meir. The beginning of Rav is clear to the rabbis who say there is a difference between a Kohen Meshulach Hashem and a Kohen Meshulach Merubah, the Godem. And Rav Meir says it's not. So the beginning is clearly the rabbis, but the Seifa, the end of it, seems to be Rav Meir and not the rabbis. So it cannot be two different authors of Mishnah. Arm of Chesed in, yeah, there is. Raise your bottom, save Rabbi Meir. Ikadamri, or add that in. Raviosi, I'm a Rabbi. He, Raviosi is an action of the Mishnah, all Rabbi. Nasalei, I'll leave with the Tanya, who takes different views depending on who we learned it from. But yeah, be as it may, the race is going to come in the same as Rabbi Meir, either because two different authors or Rabbi wrote the whole Mishnah, he just wrote it according to different rabbis. Okay, that was a little complicated because I got confused there in the middle. I apologize, but. What we have is, again, just a quick overview. Our Mishnah says there's no difference between a Kohen who is anointed through oil versus one who is wearing the additional vestments, except that the one anointed through oil brings a special special uh, chatas offering, sin offering, in the event there's a mistake that takes place. Rav Meir says that's not true. There is no difference. Therefore, Meir cannot be the author of Mishnah. Moving down, the next part of the Mishnah is, the safe is, there's no difference between a Kohen Gadol who's active versus one who is retired, except for these two uh, requirements of bringing a par on Yom Kippur, a, a sacrifice on Yom Kippur, and the minchas chavit, the special chatas, excuse, excuse me, the special carbon brought every day. That is Rev Meir, and we say, yep, that's what's happened here. Reisha, Chachamim say for Rev Meir. Okay, next, next Ein Bein, Ein Bein Bamagadol There was a time in history before there was a before there was a Beisam Mikdash where we had everyone, people were allowed to bring their own private sacrifices in their backyard. It's called a Bamagatana on our own little altar. And then at a certain point in history, that became an issue to rice, so one's not allowed to bring work, one is not allowed to bring a carbon on a Bama you can only bring on a Bama, on, 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 on the Mizbeach, on the altar in Yushalayim. Just parenthetically, what's the difference between a, a Bama Gedola and a, and a and Mizbeach? Because the Mishnah is referred to, there was, during the time of history, when Bama Katanas were allowed, people had their own private Mizbeach, effectively, there also was a communal Mizbeach called a Bama Gedola. Now, a Bama Gedola seemingly sounds like Mizbeach, Meaning it's a communal mizbeach. It's communal for all of Klal Yisrael. So I believe it's the last of Sefta and Zvachim that says what makes something a, a mizbeach over Obama is if it's, it's proximity to the Aron, the Aron, the Aron. If the Aron is there, then it's considered a it's considered a mizbeach. The Aron is not considered Bama Gadola. But being as it may, what we have here is there's no difference between the communal Bama and a individual Bama. Again, this is when Bamas were permitted. This is a, a altar in your backyard. With the exception of a Pesach, which a Pesach can only be brought on the communal Bama, but everything else can be brought on the little Bama. Zaklau, and here's a general rule. Anything that is vowed or donated, a person says, I'm I vowing to bring this, or I want to bring this, you can bring on your mind a Bama. 
Whereas anything that's not vowed or donated, as in it's, it's an obligatory offering and it has a set time, can only be brought on the communal, as when we say communal, I mean the national bummer. Better word is a national bummer. Again, this is all during a time in history when bummers were allowed. Okay. Says, says the uh, Gemara. Are you really telling me the only difference between a bummer katana, a personal bummer, and a national bummer is the Pesach? The Pesach Whereas the Pesach is the only thing that, difference that a Pesach must be brought on the National Bama, that can't be. There are other things. There are other things. In fact, the end of the Mishnah states it already. He says, I'll give you a, a rule. The general rule is anything that's vowed or donated can be brought on your small Bama. Anything that's obligatory can be brought on your, on, must be brought on the National Bama. Then if we, the only difference was Pesachs, so we, 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 we wouldn't need a cloud. Clearly, there are other things. It says the Gemara, Ava Kane Pesach. No, what we need to say is there's no difference between a Bama Katana, a minor Bama, and a Bama Gadola, a national Bama, except things that are like the Pesach. That are things that are obligatory, that have a fixed date, uh, that have a fixed date. That comes to exclude things that are obligatory that don't have a fixed date. Money, who's the author of Mishnah? Rabbi Shimon, he, the Tanya, for a learned in the Bryce, Rabbi Shimon Omer, the community would, um, was, could only, even the community did not offer obligatory offerings in the Mishnah's Be'ach, except the Pesach offering and the, and, and the obligatory offerings with a fixed time. But obligatory offerings that not have a fixed time could be uh, were not offered either here or or over there, meaning they wouldn't bring it at all. Okay, we're going to stop here. The Mishnah will pick up here tomorrow. I wish you all a wonderful day.